Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Hey, everyone. It's Scott from Marty's Illegal Stick Hockey Podcast and the Zamboni Time Machine. If you want to create your own podcast, the best option to make that happen is Anchor. If you ever heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and who doesn't like free? There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And what's up, fantasy hockey fans, and welcome to Into the Boards Fantasy Hockey Show, episode number two. De, if you will, in French. (laughs) (laughs) Recorded here on Tuesday, October 19th, 2021. I'm Scott Kinville, and riding along shotgun with me, as always, is my pal, Ben Skabinski. What's up, buddy? Not much. How are you doing today, Scott? I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm I'm, I'm chilly. Yeah, cold. Because very brisk. Because we're here in upstate New York, and and it's finally starting to happen. That dreaded W word, and I'm not talking about win, winter. I'm a winter fan, man. I, w- I would take winter most of the year. I don't I mind winter it. so much as, and you know what? Because I'm not a big summer guy, really. Yeah. I don't like 85 degrees and sweating and all that. But I was enjoying this fall weather. I like the 60s, 60 degrees, 50s, 60s, you know. Yeah. I, can, I can deal so with that for a couple weeks. So I get my snow. Yeah. I, once I get my snow, I'm happy. Yeah. Well then, well yeah, because you're a big snow guy. Yeah, I'm a snow yeah. guy. Yeah, definitely. You have fun with that. Of course, <laughs> here I am. I play an ice hockey rink, so I can't, you know. Right. I can't sit here and say I hate the cold. So, anyways, <laughs> let's talk some fantasy hockey. Um, we just had our draft. It was uh, October 10th. And um, for everybody who missed the first week there, Ben and I play in a 12-team Yahoo League. Uh, pretty standard. We use hits instead of pims. Uh, other than that, it's your run-of-the-mill regular league. Uh, and, by the way, Ben did win it last year. Yes. And he reminds me of that. Quite a bit. <laughs> and I just keep telling him, polish that trophy up, buddy, because I want it back in March. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Ben, how do you think you did in your draft? I feel good about my draft. A um, little rough first week. A couple of my goaltenders, uh, Connor Halba, Phil Grubauer, Dredger, which Chris hasn't played his own full game yet. They're not doing so well, but Seattle is trying to find its footing in the league, and so is Winnipeg, which Winnipeg got a little less excusable for since they're not an expansion team. But I'm still feeling good about my draft. I think my team's solid this year. Just got to get through those couple weeks, you know, shaking and hopefully, you know, not make any rash decisions on my roster. Well, you know, I mean, it's the season just started a week ago today, actually. The yeah. season is officially one week old, and it is by no means time to panic on no. anything just yet. Um, you know, I think actually Connor Hallbuck will turn it around because Winnipeg has had a horrible start. Yeah. 
quite surprising too. I mean, when you know you open up the season by going to get beat by Anaheim, it's like what surprising. happened, right? Yeah, but yeah. Anaheim surprising people this year. But yeah. again, we're a week into the season, exactly. folks. Exactly. I mean, I can imagine there's people out there like, oh well, Anaheim's won two games and lost one in overtime. I better get and put five hundred dollars down on them right. in the Stanley Cup. Well, San Jose, they had a fairly hot start for San Jose. Right. In memory. Exactly. I don't think it's going to last that long. I mean, and it's quickly how it, turned, how it turns because, I mean, everybody knows I'm a Kings fan. Now they waxed the Golden Knights opening right. night, they're right. op- but they're opening night. Then they turn around and get beat by the Wild two days later. So, yeah. I mean, it's just that's hockey. It is what it is. Uh, you know, I but I tell you, you know, with Seattle, you're right. Groovy's going to have to uh, tighten it up a little bit. Yeah. Because he's not going to get much run support. No, absolutely not. And if you're looking for the wins category there, they're going to have to win their games, you know, three to two. Right. Two to one. I mean, that's great for, for goalie stats, you know, but I don't see them winning many um, barn burners. Let's no, put it that way. Not. You know, there's just no way. Uh, how about picks that you liked? I like Hellebuck, even though he really hasn't shown up yet. I really think long-term it's going to be a solid decision. I mean, he's been a very good goaltender for some time here. Uh, Miro Heiskanen is my uh, fifth round pick, 60th overall in the draft. I really like him as a nice young defenseman. He's got good offensive upside. Dallas isn't having the hottest start. Um, but again, it's early and Miro, I think will continue what he did last year and keep pushing on for me. And well, you know what the nice thing about him is too, is that it looks like John Klingberg's having injury problems already. Right. And Give so if, if Klingberg's going to be out, even though, I mean, numbers indicate that he actually does a little mm-hmm. bit better when Klingberg's in there. Uh, I think it takes a little bit of the pressure off being number one for him. Right especially being a young player like that. But it, it it just goes without saying that if Klingberg's not in the lineup, Heishkinen becomes the man. Absolutely. You know, and that's it's always good to have opportunity. That's it's what it is. Right. That's what it's all about. Uh, you know, there was a, a few things that I liked and what I didn't like about my draft. Uh, for starters, um, Boston Bruins, I drafted Linus Allmark in the seventh round. Would you please play him? <laughs> please. I recall somebody questioning that thought process but uh yeah yeah well um and i wasn't even drinking beers that's the amazing <laughs> <No>. part <laughs> uh, that's, that's one wrong yeah well yeah probably right <laughs> um I, I don't know I, again it's early right you know they signed him to a five-year contract so it's like you gotta figure he's gonna get some playing time at some point jeremy swayman's look excellent for them oh absolutely he has been phenomenal yeah uh so you really can't blame the bruins for for going with a hot hand uh, I think it'll be interesting later on in the season to see what happens if uh, Tukaraz decides he wants to come back. But that's I think that's a little white, a little ways down the road. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, last it's funny. First episode I talked up Oliver Wallstrom and I dumped him already. I know that. You, you, you want to know why? And you want to know why? Because I thought that he was going to be playing on Barzell's line right off the hop. And he's not. He's on Pajot's. Yeah. Which is more obviously with the, the Islanders, anything and everything is defensive oriented. Exactly. When you're on the line with the JP Pajot, that is what you're doing. You're playing defense. So I, I got I got faith. I mean, the, the, eventually he'll probably rise in the lineup. Right. But right now they're running with uh, Lee Barzell and Paul Mary, which we're gonna that one of those guys is we're we're gonna get to them in just a little bit. But um, we'll see. And not only that, I mean. Semyon Varlamov is going to be coming back pretty soon. They're right. triggering probably about a week, uh, speaking of the Islanders. And I drafted him in the fourth round. I'm still happy with it. Absolutely. I'm still happy with it. I wanted to, I wanted to lock up Sorokin, too. But Sorokin went before Varlamov yeah. in our draft. Yeah. It was unbelievable. 
I'm sitting there, I'm thinking to myself in my head, I'm like, all right, well, I can snag Barlow off in the fourth. I'm willing to go Sorokin in the fifth. I'll do it. I'll be that guy, lock up my goaltending. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, because we, we do the online draft, and I see, pink, gone. He was third round, I, go, I think, right? Yeah. I go, what? Like, you kidding me? But, you know, I could have been the catalyst to that. Yeah. Because I took Connor Hallibuck was my second pick, which was 13th overall in our draft. And then third round comes, I snipe Grubauer. I really, I was really heavy on possibly going with Sorokin Varlamov. Right. But I thought without a doubt, I'd, I'd probably had to go number one, number two, or number two, number three. Yeah. To, to tie that tandem up. There's no choice right. about no, it. No, there's no doubt about it. And I right. really just couldn't see wasting my first two picks. And I mean, fourth pick, I'm already tied up with my keeper. With uh, Brady Kachuk, I don't, I don't regret that at all. Sure, um, but I just felt like that was way too high of an ask for that tandem, and I, I knew I could take Grubauer high, which I took him high last year. I mean, he was on a better team in Colorado, sure, better offensively, um, and then I knew I could dra- grab Drudger later in the draft because not, that makes sense. not a huge name, so I kind of felt safe with that. And I could, right. I could have a more well-rounded roster. But the other way, I think I'd really be relying on that tandem to provide and win me weeks. Right. Not just categories, weeks. And, you know, the thing is, too, with that that whole concept is if Grubauer goes down for any yeah. amount of time, there's really nobody else in Seattle that's going to no. take time away from Drager. So, no, no that's a that's a definitely a good pick. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, I, I said this earlier, I, I really did go heavy on Jets. Uh, <laughs> I went Kyle Connor in the third round. Good I went Neil Pionk in the ninth round, and my keeper was Nikolai Ehlers out of the 13th. Uh, I still think that's going to pan out. Oh, absolutely. I think it, it's going to turn around at some yeah. point. Uh, again, slow starts, they do Nothing happen. Worry about. No, no, not really. I mean, that's just got to be patient and ride it out, really. You know, um, I was, I'll tell you what, I was starting to get a little nervous about the bread man. I took him in my first round, and he finally got a game winning goal last night. But going into last night, he yeah. hadn't done anything. I'm like, Tammy, please. Need you, pal. You know, <laughs> I enjoyed that first night. Uh, no show we had against the Capitals. I'm sure you that. did. I'm sure you were and loving all the hype every minute. Everybody of it. put up about that, and like all the and a lot of Ranger fans. What happened? Yeah, what happened? You know what I mean? Like you, you went so heavy on your your brawn that you didn't bring the skill to the game. Right, right. And on the Capitals for an old team looked so darn fast that night. They were skating like crazy. You know what I think it was? I think they were just so tired of hearing all the mouth running about, yeah. oh, it's going to be Brian Reeves against Tom Wilson. Yeah. It was just chip, 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 all, all preseason. Not, you, know, you know, not just bashing on Ryan Reeves, though, but where was he that game? Five, six minutes? You know, I'm sure more ice time than that, but he was really not, not a noticeable person out there. That's the thing. You know, and I don't know if he's still having a little bit of leg issues, but they want him in the lineup anyways, just to prevent things from happening. Right. But you got enough other guys on that roster. If that's the case, I mean, you got enough other guys to stand up for themselves. Absolutely. I mean, Sammy Blay looked good out there, but I think he was going out of his way trying to make hits and he cost his team penalties and points. Right. You know, exactly. He's he's actually a liability. I thought anybody was a liability that day was Blaze. Well, I think, you know, the thing is like with the Rangers is they brought in so many new faces that it's going to take time for chemistry to develop. Absolutely. There's, you, you can't expect them to come flying out of the blocks when, you know, like I said, I mean, they they pretty much almost replaced half their bot, their team. I no, mean, without they, a doubt. They and got a whole new bottom six. Staff, you have a lot of guys in yeah. the administration that are different. Yeah. So I'm sure things are going different than even what Parnarin's been used to in New York. Sure. You know, I sure, mean, he's absolutely. only been there a few years, but, you know, Zabanajet, I'm sure he's seen a lot of different stuff because you, you have a whole change in the way you're doing stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll he'll come through. I mean, I don't like it because he's in a Metro against my team, but I mean, he's traditionally been a very good player. Yeah, you know, he's a great first round pick. I mean, I haven't seen much out of Braden Point. Yeah, talk about well, first round picks. I mean, right here, I am holding my breath and even watching against the Capitals. They won the game, but it was a two to one win. 
know, I didn't care. I didn't have either goaltender and like the scoreboard up guys. Come on. Right. Right. You know? Exactly. But I tell you, that was a hell of a game last night between the Rangers and the Leafs. So did you see any of that? No, I didn't. Oh my God. That overtime was crazy. Just, it was just wide open. Really? Back and forth. Bang, 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 bang. There was defense. Went was out the window. Networking, wasn't it? It was and it was on MSG as well. Yeah, I don't got either of those channels, so I'm kind of SOL on that front. Oh, that's right. I forgot you're you're a cord cutter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cord cutter paying the same much. I know. As cable because the Guess only what? Positive, the blackout rule still is in effect. <laughs> the only positives are I can watch all my TV on my phone everywhere as I go. So that's true. So that is true. You know, I got the Hulu live with the ESPN Plus package, but MSG is not on there, and NHL Network's not. On that there. is true. So, you know, I, you, I know you're a Caps fan, so I do want to ask you this. Now, I took Tom Wilson in the 10th round because yeah. I wanted hits. And so far, he's not doing much in the way of hits. No. What is going on there? I just feel like he knows the league's watching him super hard, so he's going to be very cautious. He's going to take hits, but he feels like they're they're safe. But I don't think he's going to be going out of his way to make a lot of plays like that. I mean, his upside is going to be offensively and really working in front of the goaltender. Um, he's skated well so far. But I just don't think you're going to see the same Tom Wilson of two years ago just because he's been, dare I say, neutered by the NHL. Because he wears that number, he's the most noticeable player. I mean, you go on middle of July, who's the most trending hockey player on Twitter? Tom Wilson. <laughs> every month, Tom Wilson's a trend. Like, he's in everybody's mind. He's in Peros' mind. Like, everybody watches him closer, so he's got to play to the part because they need him on the ice. So what do you say? have him out for 15, 20 games. That man will never pay rent as long as he's playing in the NHL. Exactly. He's in everybody's heads for free. Is exactly. That I mean, he's actually writing a book on how to get the best uh, rent prices in uh, <laughs> New York City because he's living in rent-free still. Exactly. Oh, boy. All right. Oh, you know, by the way, just one more pick. I did. I Rasmus Dahlin, I got faith in you. I've got faith. Yeah, Buffalo's he's, had a pretty decent start, too. You know what? I'm going to tell you right now. Nothing. I mean, I'll tell you something right now. As much of a train wreck as last season was for Buffalo. They started playing better once they fired Ralph Kruger and brought Don Granado in, and especially Rasmus Dahlin. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, he's he's kind of a sneaky pick because uh, he, he does, he shoots the puck, he hits, his plus minus was, was absolutely say, yeah. horrible last year. Yeah, I knew for part of the year. And it's probably not going to be that good this year, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, so let's shift gears and talk about some players that are out on the wire that we can maybe uh, – bring in if you have an injury or if maybe you're just sick of seeing, and, and I know like sometimes when I draft, I'll take like a flyer on a play. I was like, ah, I'll, I'll give him a try for a week or two. If it doesn't work out, that's usually in the bottom rounds, of course, cut them loose and see what's out yeah. there. Right. So let's start with some wingers. Shall we? So Joel Therby is out on the wire in 50% of Yahoo leagues. He's a left wing, right wing uh, eligible. The guy's a goal scorer, and Absolutely. he's going to shoot the puck. He's kind of streaky, though. Yeah. Kind of streaky. And I'm going to lump him in with Travis Konechny, also of the Flyers. He's uh, he's available in 49% of leagues. He's right wing only. But the Flyers are a team that I'm still trying to figure out. Yeah, I don't think that's the start. They, I mean, they, they obviously lumped up Seattle. Congratulations. <laughs> right. um, Faraby, I played him on my roster, timing here there. Like, when I have a, a winger go out, I'll bring him on. But like you said, he's super streaky. You know, it's like Oliver Bjork standing out of Columbus. Sure. He'll go on a streak and he'll look like the hottest player. Same thing like Jack Rossell like last year. Goes absolutely on a tear. Exactly. You pick him up and then, you know, they just cool off. Exactly. It's you you got to be able to pick them up when you sense they're going hot. Ride that week or two wave you're going to get. And then, you know, don't be afraid to move on. Right. That's not the type of player. It's not like you're dropping Braden Point or Artemi Panarin. Absolute suicidal move. Don't do that. <laughs> like, you get your, you know, your run of the mill wingers out there. 
don't be afraid to mix and match when somebody's starting to get hot. And, uh, you know, speaking on those lines, you got Mike Hoffman just come back off injury. Yeah. He's off of IR, so he may be active in your leagues. Could be a nice little pickup because yes. Montreal needs offense. They do. And that's Mike Hoffman's strong point is offense. Well, I mean, he, he that's what he does. He shoots yeah. the puck. I mean, right now he's, he's not afraid to pull the trigger. Third so. line. But obviously, if he gets back into the mix, I, I see him definitely working up through the roster, getting some more looks, getting power play time. And he's 43% roster. So you got 50%, 57%. He's out. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's he's no longer IR. He's showing he's not active right now. Yeah. We're talking about yesterday that he was going to be activated. So, yep. yeah, definitely. If Mike Hoffman's available in your leagues and you got an open spot or you got somebody you're just not impressed with, not a bad idea yeah. to take a and flyer on him either. Dual eligibility too, left wing, right wing. Yeah. Which is always nice. Yeah. It's always nice. <laughs> you know, another one I got down on this list is uh, Kyle Palmieri, the New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked ad nauseum about the fact that the Islanders play defense first. Yeah. They're not an offensive team. The fact of the matter is, though, Kyle Palmieri is on a line with Barzell and Anders Lee. Right. Which was kind of a spoiler for me because I thought I was making this huge steal of a, tra- a draft or draft pick when I took Wallstrom, Oliver Wallstrom, thinking that, he was going to be skating with uh, Barzal because that's all they talked about in the offseason. Right. And then all of a sudden, Barry Trotz said, <laughs> no, Scott, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dual position eligibility as well. Left wing, right wing. Kyle Palmer is a proven goal scorer. Uh, I don't think you're going to see much shot volume with him. No. It's just the way the Islanders roll. Uh, but he could also be he's, – he's going to be on their first power play unit. So you know, there's definitely opportunity there. And opportunity is what you always ask for. And he's going to be a safe bet as far as your plus minus goes. Yeah, he's definitely. going to be pretty middle of the road with that. Um, Even though the Islanders are another team that's had kind of a terrible start. Yeah, just hope it's you know just blown over here. And- yeah, I mean, you know, I wonder how much is on their minds starting the season thirteen games on the road. Yeah, while they finish up the construction of their new arena. I mean, but you know what? That's going to pay off for them down the road, though, because well, at some no. point, especially later in the season, they're going to have like a tremendous homestand. And if they can weather this storm, you know, I think that's going to set them up nice down the road. Uh, just a little bonus pick here. And uh, and I'm not trying to be a total homer, but Adrian Kempe of the LA Kings, left wing, right wing eligibility. He's only rostered in 4% of Yahoo leagues. Um, I will tell you that when, uh, when Ray Stevens wrote the song, The Streak, <laughs> no he doesn't get naked and skate across the ice no it's uh very streaky he will uh he will score 10 goals in four games and then go silent for about 15 but he does shoot the puck he yep. does like to throw hits and he is on la's first power play unit kind of like a kyle palmary light if you will right uh but the thing with adrian kempe is you may not you know be impressed with this plus minus sometimes but he also does occasionally get out on the penalty kill unit, so there's always a chance for a shorthanded yep. goal. Get that unicorn for your week and most likely win a category. Exactly, exactly. Yes. And just uh, just so everybody knows, the guy that I dropped balls from four, Brandon Tanev was available in our league. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was just saying that Wilson's really disappointing me hits-wise. So I said, well, I go, I got to do something, especially when I'm playing you, because it seems like your team, that's all they do is hit. <laughs> so I got to Brady least- Kachuk, man. Brady Kachuk. Well, maybe he'll he'll decide that he doesn't like this contract. No. <laughs> so Brandon Tanev, he uh, he hits like crazy, and believe it or not, he's actually playing in Seattle's top six. Yeah. So you know, there's there's the unicorn there too. You're gonna get some power play time out of him. He penalty kills. So if Brandon Tanev is available and you need some guys, some guys who are gonna hit, you can do a lot worse than that. 
Why don't we move on to some centers? The, the guys who feed the wings. Um, here's one right out of left field for you. Pardon the baseball pun. Teddy Bluger, or yeah, Teddy Bluger. Or Bluger, I'm sorry. Bluger. That's how, yep, yeah, Bluger. boy, I screwed that up, didn't wow. I? Man, turned too hard on that one. I did too. It's that, you know, it's that me trying to do French. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy Bluger from uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, he's got center and left wing eligibility. He's rostered in 1% of Yahoo leagues. Yeah. He's got two goals in three games, though. And right now, the Pittsburgh Penguins are kind of doing things by committee, uh, considering they don't have Crosby, they don't have Evgeny Malkin. Um, if you're looking for like a, a Band-Aid kind of pick, not a bad guy to no. have on your team. You know, I mean, if you're probably not going to keep him around the whole season. No, absolutely not. But, you know, it's, it is it is what it is. Uh, one guy that has really been impressive so far is Jordan Cairo from the St. Louis Blues. Uh, center and right-wing eligibility. Rostered in 28% of Yahoo leagues. The guy's been tearing it up. He had four points last night against the Coyotes. Wow. What's I mean, that's – I, I understand. Okay. I, I get it's it. It's just like, you know, I, Flyers fans being excited to beat an expansion team. You beat the Coyotes. They might I, well be an expansion team. I totally get that, but the game before, he had two assists. So he's off to a hot start. And, you know, I – if you're again looking for maybe a quick shot, it's probably not. Obviously, that's not going to be uh, right sustainable, but that's kind of one of those you, you ride the hot hand. Yeah, you know, get as much as you can out of it, or you know, especially if you get later into the season too, and and you get a guy like that, those are always kind of the good trade bait guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, somebody's not paying so much attention. See when they cool off. Oh man, look look at that! He put four points up. It wasn't against Arizona. There you go. <laughs> Oh man! Did Arizona even have a goaltender in. Like, who is their goaltender now? I don't even know who the guy was <laughs> last night. It was kind of hard to say. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't one of us, but that's uh, <laughs> they had their Zamboni driver in, right? Oh, jeez! <laughs> there we go. Yep, yep. These fans go back to counseling. Oh boy! Uh, one last center we got on the board here is uh, Jared McCann from the Seattle Kraken. Imagine that. Um, center left wing eligibility rostered in 45% of leagues. Jared McCann's playing top six minutes and he's so far, he seems to be the yeah. guy. Pretty decent. Two goals, two assists so far and four games. Yeah. Not nothing crazy shots on goal or hits. So, I mean, he's going to be a streaky point player. I think, um, when I'm picking some folks later in my roster, you know, some depth guys, I like to go with the shots on goal hits. If they're getting consistent in those categories, I can care less about their assists or their goals just because they're probably not going to maintain that level of production. Sure, sure. Um, but still, I mean, he's putting out right now. He said, you know, ride the hot hand, put him in. He's getting an opportunity. Plus and minus, he's probably going to, you know, hurt you pretty bad. He's only minus two now so far. Yeah. Um, and he is getting some power play time as yeah, well. Exactly. I mean, you know, especially with Donnie Gord being out. Right. They, they yeah. took him to be their number one center. So somebody's got to play that Absolutely. spot. Absolutely. So, hey, why not Jared, right? <laughs> Look, he went to Jared. Oh, never mind. You're seeing those commercials? I have. Okay. I have. Just just check. Yep. <laughs> All right. So let's let's end that part on a horrible attempt to make a joke. Uh let's move on to some defensemen. Uh first of all, since we were picking on the Arizona Coyotes, I'm gonna start with them. And uh the ghost, Shane Gostaspare. Uh 15% of leagues he's rostered in. You know what though? He's in that top four in Arizona. And frankly, outside of Jacob Chikrin, they don't have a lot to offer on right. defense. So this is more of an opportunity kind of pick. 
Uh, Gossespierre was never known for his defensive play, and he probably never will be. Uh, but again, I think he's the the point man for their second power play unit. Um, the guy is all about offense, so if he can get oh, on absolutely. a streak, you know. And let's face it, Arizona is probably going to have to play a lot of games wide open because they're yeah. going to find themselves behind. Absolutely. You know, and that that's really right down the the alley of somebody like Shane Gossespierre. However, don't count on him to win your plus minus for you. Or hits. No. 18, no. 18 hits last year. I think Brady Kachuk had that, you know, in the second period of the first game. Yeah. yeah. It's a... <laughs> no, but still, you said, I mean, it's a good feeling. You're not going to drop your, your top defenseman for him. But if you have somebody who's going out injured or you need to fill a roster slot, you know, he's one of those guys. If you have Arizona playing three or four times that week and you need to fill in games to match your opponent, pick him up and give him a shot. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And why wouldn't you? Right. I mean, if if you're that desperate for help, you know, there's not, you know, there's worse out there. Right. And but you, you get with your depth demon anyways, and you're not really going to get many points. So he's probably one of the few defensemen available still who's going to get you points. Right. You know, outside exactly. of, you know, Miro Heiskin and John Carlson, McCarr, Quinn Hughes, a lot of your big name guys, which are going early in the draft. You don't get many offensive points out of your demon. No, you know, no, you don't. You really don't. So, I mean, if you can, if you can do that, why not? Yeah. But, you know, you said lack of hits. I'm going to take it in the opposite direction and go to a defenseman that's out there. He's only rostered in 19% of leagues, and he plays on one of the top teams in the league, and the man is a hits machine. Yeah. And I'm talking about Eric Chernak from the Tampa Bay Lightning. I, I'm i surprised that it's only 19%. I, yeah. I really am. Um, I'm pretty sure he started last year on my roster for a little while. You know, it can get a little frustrating because he is not the offensive guy in Tampa Bay. And a lot of times, like especially with fantasy hockey, people start equating certain teams to just points. Yeah. Right. Tampa Bay, you think points, 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 points. So somebody who's not getting points on that team, well, they can't be any good. Well, that's not true because Chernak is like the defensive defenseman guy for that. But I'll tell you, he still is going to get opportunities to score points just being around those players. Two points in three games, and he's taken a fair amount of shots. He's right. got nine shots over three games, which, again, that's just adding on to your total and helping you win a category on top of his primary reason to be on your team is to get you hits and help you win a hit category. Exactly. So, I mean, there it is right there. And, I mean, and again, exposure to players like, you know, Braden Poy, uh, Steven Stamkos. Oh, and you know what? Speaking of Tampa Bay. Here we go. Speaking of Tampa Here Bay, I was going to cover this in the beginning. I kind of forgot about it. Nikita Kucherov <clears throat> out again. He is projected, indefinitely. He is projected to be back for the first round of playoffs, though. Completely. Really? <laughs> you you don't say. You don't say. Was it about eighteen mil over the cap? Who? What? Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what the extent of the injury is. Uh, obviously, Tampa's pretty tight-lipped about it. Oh yeah. But uh, just there's some about groin. They're narrowing down because he left the game right after he had a not really a collision. Him and Garnet Hathaway came together, which they were scrapping earlier in the game together. Right. And it wasn't like Hathaway did much of anything. They were just kind of bumped. And like after the bump, you saw him kind of favor his, you know, himself and then get right off to the bench and go off the ice. But I don't know exactly what occurred. Like I said, didn't really look like Hathaway really took much of a run at him that time. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah, good for Garnett. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I mean, we can joke all we want. Obviously, you know, this isn't something that was, you know, this one isn't really shady to me. I mean, he really did. He really yeah. is hurt. There's no doubt about that. It's just funny to pick on the lightning. It's just the circumstances. Because, you know, like, he comes back, and then it just. I get it. I don't know. I get it. But you know what? I think this year it's going to hurt Tampa more than it did oh, last yeah. year. You got a lot less depth. 
Well, yeah, exactly. Threatening depth. Exactly. And now they are one more injury away from almost, I don't want to say disaster, but welcome back to earth. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll tell you, they're going to have some stiff competition in that division this year from Florida, Toronto, Boston. Yeah. You know, so it's not going to be an easy run for them. And uh, they really don't want to have Kucherov out for, for all that long. If, obviously not if possible, but it's going to be a tough road for them if he is out for three to four months. You talk fantasy fans too. I mean, that's a big hit to your fantasy roster. Sure it is. Because you're not replacing that off the waiver wire. There's no. no two ways about it. You're going to grab whatever you can grab to try to, you know, get you some type of category coverage, but you can't find that replacement. Outside. No, you got to hope you find that diamond in the rough. Yeah. And if you can swing a trade, that's pretty much how you recover from that. And it's a lot easier said than done too. Oh, but, absolutely. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not even going to sit here and venture to guess who, well, no. this guy will be out there that you can, no, not, not Nikita no. Kucherov. Sorry. Uh, and you know, the, if it is a groin injury, those are like hamstrings. They just never seem to go away or heal. Right. And I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I did want to get that in. I was going to throw that in, the, like I said, at the beginning of the show, and we got talking about the weather, and I forgot all about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, another defenseman that is actually out there uh, is Rasmus Anderson from the Calgary Flames, rostered in 17% of the leagues. Uh, you know what? He's top four in Calgary, and people don't even realize it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, especially with Giordano being gone. He's got two assists in two games. Uh, he will throw – you know, a hit or two per game, he'll take a few shots on goal. Now, he is not a Zach Wierenski by any stretch oh, of the no. imagination. No. But again, opportunity knocks, right? If you're in the top four, that means you're probably going to get some power play time. And from your defense position, you really just don't want to get hurt, right? So if he can maintain a, a decent plus minus, take a few shots for you, throw a few hits. Especially there, Calgary, he's got a lot of rivalry up there. Sure. So obviously he's gonna get a lot of hits whenever they they step in with Edmonton. He's gonna step his game up as is you know most of both rosters, and right. it really creates good hockey and good opportunity for fantasy. Right. Because those guys are all gonna be doing everything they can to stand out for the rivalry game, and should be pretty good. Yeah. It'll be a solid pickup if you need a D man, and yeah, if you got an injury or something yeah. like that, you know. And speaking of injuries, just so um, we throw this out there, Damon Severson, yeah, is coming back tonight right. for the uh, for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, don't know what the corresponding roster move is going to be, but he's another guy who's he doesn't really jump off the page, but he's solid. He's solid. So, and honestly, I, I and I've said this before, and I'll say it again: New Jersey is not a bad hockey team this year. No, they're really not. They're, really, no. they're going to actually be quite exciting. And you know what? If they can go on a run, I'm not saying Severson's going to win you your league or anything, but you always need that solid piece right back there, right? So. I think a lot of rosters, people who win a championship aren't winning it based off one or two, uh, you know, guys. You got to have a supporting cast. You know, you, right. you, you have your Leon Dry, Styles, McDavid's, Matthews getting your points. But you need somebody to fill out your hits category. You need somebody, you know, rocking your shots on goal and like helping you push past. You're going to need some goaltenders. Absolutely. You need a full thing. You really need to play your top ball because the more players you start, the better opportunity you have to win your week. And a lot of the weeks I get myself to win, it's if I am making a roster move, not only do you want to look at these players, but look what their next week entails. If they only have two games, you know, if you're looking at forwards and Farabee has two games this week and Palmieri's going to have four, take Palmieri. It gives you two more opportunities for him to do something where Farabee may not have that much opportunity. But uh, 
Yeah, so you always want to, when you're looking at these guys, look at their upcoming schedule under your game logs if you're on Yahoo, and we'll show basically the next week's worth of games. So, like, Severson's going to play 21, 23, 26. Right. So, you know, okay, I got three games coming up this week with him. Or if you have a D-man available with four games. You know, that's a very valid point because for hockey, most games are played Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Unfortunately, they don't spread their darn yeah, schedule out. right. But you uh, always have a couple teams each week that'll play four games, right? Which means they're going to be playing at least one game on the "quote unquote" off days of right Monday, Wednesday, Sunday, Friday. Yeah. Um. There and again, too, you got to pay attention because there are also some teams that are only going to play two games because yep. of the way the balance of the schedule is. So you're right, Ben. You got to when you're doing these moves, you got to kind of look at. I always like to look ahead like two or three weeks, right? And check your own roster too, because you may be heavy on the days, right? They may have four games a week, but you're so heavy on those game days that there's no point in picking him up because you might as well get the better player if he only has two games because you can actually slot him into your roster, right? And that's the frustrating thing about the NHL schedule is you'll get to a day like Friday and you have one guy playing, and you get to Saturday and you get three guys on your bench, yeah. And it sucks because you you want to slot them in, but you got to make a decision like who do I feel is going to be the better hand today, right? And sometimes it, it gets tough. I mean, you get in a situation. I think I got Elias Lindholm coming up this week. Said, yeah. Just because I don't, you know, I he's off to a decent start, but I feel like there's better players in my roster that deserve the opportunity. And I'm sure he'll make me pay for it. I sat Perron the other day because he wasn't supposed to play. He was on the fence about Yes, that. I saw got that. Me two goals. But I wasn't be too game bad. time decision. Wasn't too bad because I didn't need goals. Right. I don't think my opponent had a single goal last week or maybe one or two. I needed assists. So actually the person I played over him, Got me an assist, which was more valuable than those two goals he would Absolutely. Got. So I already had two game-winning goals, so his game-winning goal wasn't really necessary. Yep. Would have been nice to add the stat, but. Sure. But, you know, that's 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 such an important point that actually roster management yeah. is just as important as the players that you're putting in there. Because you're right. I mean, yeah, you can say, oh, man, this guy's the hot pick of the week. But if you're already loaded right on those days, somebody else has got to come out of your lineup exactly. that was producing for you. So you're better off kind of looking at the picture as a whole and say, well, yeah, this guy's the hot pick of the week, but he's playing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and my rosters are full that day. This other guy is playing, say, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Yeah. Maybe not as, you know, putting up as much as the other guy, but you're going to get production right. anyway. Three more games you get to play. And, then, you know, again, if you're in Yahoo, go under my matchups, and you can see how many players you got slotted for this week. You know, right now I'm down 10 games to my opponent. He's got 43 slotted games. I have 33. Oh. I don't think I'm gonna make ten games off, but well, that's okay. That's the way it goes sometimes. You need to come back to Earth a little bit, anyway. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, yeah, back. You gotta watch your your rosters. I mean, you'll have game game time decisions, and is it worth missing a game that day to not start somebody else, or you know, it's I got Mike Hoffman in tonight, but I'm not I'm not benching anybody to have Mike Hoffman possibly playing for me tonight, right? You know what I mean? Like if I had a full roster, Mike Hoffman would probably ride the bench tonight. Until I knew he was going to be a, a go. Right. But I activated him and I dropped, I believe, Josh Norris to activate him. Like a Batherson. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean. They're but, close. Both those guys. I mean, Batherson's getting me more hits. And he's traditionally a heavier, heavier hitter. And that's where I drafted him. He was, him he was scoring a, goals yeah. last year, too. So, yeah. I mean, he's, he's got a scorer's touch. You got Norris, Batherson, and most likely Kachuk's coming onto the first line. Stussel is going to drop down the line, too. Mm-hmm. So, he's going to have Brady out there with him. And. You know, or maybe they'll drop Atherson down and move Stutzel over. Who knows? Right. But I tell you, Ottawa's going to be a fun team to watch in a couple of years, aren't I like they? Man. I, I'm a big believer. Oh, in, they're going to be fun. I like to see the youth come up like that because it gives yep. a whole new look to a team. It does. It really you does. Know? And they have the whole scam, but they have the straight skill players. They have Brady Kachuk out there doing some Tom Wilson like stuff. And he signed. Yeah. 
Just, I he just, knows how to use a pen. That is confirmed. <laughs> Jeez. I, I really, you know, I get he wants to get the best deal, but yeah, you think a young player like that wants to get on the ice. Well, I mean, that was all about, you know, term is what that was all about. Yeah. So I'm glad they got it settled because it's much better to watch Brady Chuck in the league than watch oh, yeah. him from the press box. So. I mean, of the Kachucks, he's a more fun one to watch. Anyway. Oh, absolutely. Matthew, absolutely. if you're listening to this podcast, I don't like you. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think many people do. But no. <laughs> uh, listen, let's uh, just real quick. I just want to touch on the goalies here. Um, I'll tell you, in our league, it's a 12-team league, and that goalie wire is bare. And it usually is in most leagues yeah. because – you know, there's only so many starting goaltenders, and in this day and age of the NHL, with just everybody going oh, with tandems, nice. it's really tough. But there was one on our wire that jumped right out at me, and that was Jonathan Bernier of the New Jersey Devils. Um, he's available, or I'm sorry, he's rostered in 12% of uh, Yahoo leagues. Mackenzie Blackwood is not coming back anytime soon anyway. They're saying right. at least another week. So right now, it's him and Wedgwood that are the, the combo in New Jersey. Now you got to figure Wedgwood probably will get a game somewhere just to give him a little bit of a break. But again, like I said, New Jersey isn't a bad team this year. Right. And you could do much worse, especially if you're in a spot where you you need a goaltender, you need to get a game or two in because don't forget too, at least with Yahoo leagues, you have a, a goalie minimum appearance that you have to get. Yeah. Ours is three. You know, and you could always be in one of those weird weeks where like the backup plays more. Exactly. Or you, you know, only get two games that week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It gets weird. It does. It gets really weird. Uh so you know, if you I, you know, another one I see out there too. I mean, he is on IR right now, Matt Murray. Senators are looking okay coming out the gate. They're not gonna be a playoff contender. Nope. But I really think Matt Murray's resurgence could occur. I'm excited of the prospect, and if you have the ability and you really search for a goaltender, could be a shot worth taking, or will you wait till he comes back and see how he does? But you know, you don't want to wait too long because if you have somebody in your league actively watching, right, they may snipe him on you and you lose him. Like I said, he's on IR right now for a non-COVID illness that he hasn't been able to shake, but he's retroactive to the 12th on IR. So he's only a few days out tentatively from being able to return. And you don't know. I mean, he's on a young and upcoming team. Could be something to watch. You're, I know you're, you're you're just trying to talk yourself into justify picking him up on the wire, aren't hey, you? He's in the IR slot. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Worst case, I drop him. I can and see again. It, you're you're like the guy at the used car lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know what? Yeah, there's a reason well, I should buy thing, this. And then it goes around and tells everybody that reason. I'm not too. saying it's the most proper thing to do in your league, but like I screwed him out on IR. Well, why he's not? Costing me no right. roster spot. Nothing. Exactly. He can come back, and if I fail to activate. And he plays a game or two good, or he plays like crap. I drop him. Yeah, or I drop on my other tenders and I put him in. And it is what it is. You got to use what's available to you within the the league's parameters. Right. You know, same thing. Mike Hoffman. I picked him up a week ago and threw him yeah. straight to IR. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, it cost me no roster spot, and it I was really kind of well, in Ottawa, right, in the crease. Who? Right. You know what I mean? It, it could be, or it could be the biggest mistake I made. You know, Grubauer and well, <laughs> well, you know, it, when you when things... you open your app up and you saw. Five goals allowed, and you're only in the second period. It leaves you to wander and thought. Okay, I'm gonna well, put it that way. I, you know, I'm, put it that I'm surprised way, your, your phone wasn't wandering <laughs> in the atmosphere because I didn't want to watch the game because of that reason. I have a superstition about watching my goaltenders play because I feel like every time I either turn the audio on to listen to the game or I turn it on to watch the game, it backfires and they score a goal immediately. Well, these things so, happen too. You know? I don't mind tuning in any of my forwards or D men playing. It's my goaltenders I don't like to watch play. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's it was nerve wracking too. Yes, it's yes. nerve wracking. It, it really is. Uh, so why don't we close this show up with, uh, you know, because we're already recording on Tuesday. So by the time this comes out, we're almost going to be halfway through the fantasy week anyway. And like we were just talking about with roster management, you know, most games being played Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays. I got a list of teams here that are playing on Sunday. So if you are in a point where you are kind of like the situation you're in, right, 10 games behind, right, and you got to make some some spots up, you got a couple of spots you can, you know, play around with, so to speak. These teams are playing on Sunday, and it's the San Jose Sharks, the Boston Bruins, the Nashville Predators, the Minnesota Wild, the Detroit Red Wings, the Chicago Blackhawks, the New York Islanders, and the Vegas Golden Knights. And here's a little cherry on top. San Jose, Boston, and Vegas are also playing on Friday. So, again, if you're in a spot where you got a roster spot or two to play with, and you need to make some uh, some games played up to just try to catch your opponent. Say, especially this is really really important in like shots on goal, and yeah. hits, right? Those are the teams you want to be looking at going into the end of this week. Not bad. Yeah, I it's mean, a decent it's, amount. Like last week, I think of what one game on Friday. Yeah, that really there kills was, me. You know, there was one game on Sunday this week. What, what does the league think when you you know Friday night and Sunday night? I think are going to be your prime. You, you compete with football this time of year, but still. I don't get the I don't get the idea of their schedule being so lopsided to certain days, you know. Yeah, I, I unless guess maybe they're trying to work around the baseball playoffs, right? You know, but I, even traditionally later in the season, when really there's not much competition against hockey as far as live sports, it just seems like they kind of lopsided their their game schedule. Just not even just as a fantasy player, but just as a, a fan, you like to be able to actually tune into a game and watch a bit of it before you're you're switching between games. Yeah. And, trying to watch scores it's you know what i wish the nhl had like their version of red zone yeah that would be awesome i don't know how you would possibly do it but or just I mean, like highlights you know, like it's easy because there's, there's highlight like reel, two minutes you know? of anything actually happening the entire game so the rest of the time between the 14 timeouts they take per game and the 45 reviews and right the two minute warnings and all this other i mean the nhl they do nhl does try to do that with like nhl tonight not but by the time they get to the highlight, yeah. there's three three scores, three goals right. already in already. You know, so I, mean, uh, I think it's one of the biggest draws of hockey. I think it, it scares a lot of people because it's so fast moving. But that's why I like it because there's always something happening. Sure. Very rarely the refs don't even like to take breaks. No, you know what I mean. If you're not getting in a faceoff circle, they'll drop the puck without you and get the game going. Right. Exactly. And you one timeout per side per game. I like it because things move and you're not sitting there left waiting. You don't have a player every twenty, you know, every ten plays has a cramp, so he's got to lay on the ground for 15 <laughs> minutes, have an entire medical team come out to examine him to say, hey, you're dehydrated, dummy, get on the sideline. <laughs> you know, that's that's the things that drove me away from football. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what true. I like about hockey is, okay, most of the time you get hurt, you're getting yourself off the ice. We're not stopping for you. Unless your team gets get your yourself, Get yourself you know? on the bench, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, you know, speaking I'll of... stop ranting about it. <laughs> nah, it's okay, because speaking of TV, um, you know, I just went... Did you see any of the games on TNT? Did I? Yeah, I gotta tell you, I thought no, because Caps Rangers was TNT. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, in between yeah. periods, where you had Gretzky taking shots on Charles Barkley, that, was that not awesome? Come on, it was okay. But what really killed me with their coverage is when they come back to the game and Ovechkin gets his goal. So they have Gretzky talking during it, and then <laughs> they continue. The Capitals get another goal, and again, nothing against Wayne Gretzky. But I want to <laughs> listen to the feed. I don't want to listen to him be a, like a really unenthusiastic play-by-play announcer. Saying, oh yeah, there's a goal. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I want to watch the game. 
<laughs> like I get you want to interject that you want to have him because he's a huge part of the game. Right. Well, have my play-by-play. Well, I, I thought know? he was only supposed to be in between periods. No, they had him live feed during uh, the game. Hmm. And they never broke away when the Capitals scored a goal. I, I almost feel like it was a Hendrix Lapierre goal. Wow. And the, you still yet Gretzky at the top of the screen. Okay. Kind of superimposed over it while you're trying to watch the game. It's like, they just scored again. Please go back to the broadcast. We can hear Yeah, because something. you know what? I did miss it because we were recording uh, Marty's Illegal Stick while that yeah. was going on. Yeah. So they had, uh, I, I watched in between periods with the Gretzky and Barkley. I wish he would like put a little bit more heat on it. Well, <laughs> stop being so soft. Well, <laughs> yeah, that that's the one thing that really frustrated me with that coverage was the uh, just left them up there. I don't know if you can find a replay of it anywhere. But oh, I'm sure it's on YouTube. It was frustrating. I saw a lot of complaints on social media between Twitter and Facebook and stuff on Caps pages. A lot of people were frustrated by that. Is I'd rather have it be NHL Network. Or not sure. NHL Network, but I'm sorry, but uh, NHL TV like last year, and I could tune into the Capitals feed, so I have Joe Beninati right. making the call, where there's actually some animation in his voice. And again, it's it's my team's announcer, so they're going to be very turned towards the Capitals. Right. They're, they're going to be in their favor. Well, I'm paying for the coverage. I should be able to have what I want. Yeah. You know? I agree. Well, I want that voice. I don't want. I don't like the national announcers too much. I don't really... Hear that, Commissioner Batman? Yeah. Yeah, NBC, all the Facebook posts I slander you guys in. Yeah, well, thank God they're not on NBC anymore. Oh, God, yeah. Now, I, I literally, some games, I would mute the TV and I would play the Capitals radio broadcast <laughs> because I couldn't take the announcers. Oh, yeah. And it's just, you know, it's like the people now, like, oh, this is the identity of the Seattle Kraken. They're two games into their existence. <laughs> no. This isn't typical Kraken hockey because <laughs> you have no example to compare it to to determine that's a typical hockey. It was just like the long-suffering Vegas Golden Knights fans, yeah. right? Uh, well, Ben, I think that's uh, since we've gotten way off fantasy hockey, I think we're, uh, yeah, we're we about did. done with yeah. this show, but that's all right. We, cause you know what? It brings life to the show, <laughs> <laughs> but that's all we got for this week. So, uh, hopefully if you take our advice, it works. And if you don't, if you do take our advice and it doesn't work, we don't have a contact number. So no, we don't, <laughs> Absolutely not. but we do appreciate you listening. Uh, I'm Scott Kinville and this is Ben Skabinski. And we are going to sign off for this week, but we will see you next week on Into the Boards Fantasy Hockey. Have a good one. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. With every race, every qualifying run, and every pit stop, Tim Coffeen would feel the pressure and excitement. With his own podcast on the Sports History Network called Tim Coffeen Talks IndyCar and Racing History... Tim will share those very same racing emotions and memories with his listeners. Learn, laugh, and enjoy the world of IndyCar racing through the eyes of Tim Coffeen. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.